Ladies and gentlemen, the writer that usually writes these intros is on strike. For this is the Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Damn it. And we're here in solidarity. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Holding. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. Oh. There we go. I mean solidarity. <laughs> wow. All right. Visual gag is always good. Visual gag. Oh, I love it. For those listening, oh, there we go. It's done. But for those listening, not watching, Michael uh, just uh, turned off his camera. Um, yes. <laughs> no scabs here. No scabs here. None. None. Okay. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Finished. Finished. Gosh. Fuck. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Cantar And I am Michael Lister, the man, the myth, legend, the madman. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me. You are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. <laughs> yes, experiencing it through the medium of Mondays on four o'clock. Ah, these times are getting away from us. Yes, these <laughs> timelines are getting confusing, one might say. <laughs> hmm, stick hmm. to one, please. Yeah, stick to one. Stick yeah, to one. do a James Gunn and say, no more. <laughs> no. Unle- unless we do other things. You know, the... The multiverse is a sassy bitch. <laughs> sassy bitch. <laughs> she is a untamable mistress. That multiverse, mm. yes. Quite. This minute. <laughs> this minute. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. All right. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's a day late, but you know, we're just like wizards. We arrive precisely when we mean to. So yes, um, exactly. Yes. So let's kick things off uh, because Fulia's here this week, which is wonderful. Ah. Yes, I managed to find myself some time to actually join. Yay! <laughs> and we're very, very happy about it. It's Yay. great. Yay! So, start us off, my dear. Uh, what have you been watching? Uh, so, I, in the last few days, I got to cram in a little bit of watchings because <laughs> I haven't been able to because I've been working. Uh, so the first thing I'll say is I started a, uh, I started a new show that I found, came across on Netflix and it's called survival of the thickest. And it's a comedy on Netflix, um, based on a stylist. So a fashion stylist, she goes around and dresses people like models. And then she found out that, you know, her partner was cheating on him on her so because she walked in on him with someone so they broke up and then she had to start all over again because she had to move out of his apartment (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, and yeah, it's just interesting because she's trying to, she wants to, the one, okay. The one thing I will say about this show from the episodes that I've watched so far, she is a, she's a, she's a big girl. Um, she's curvy, very voluptuous lady. And as a stylist, she wants to be able to make women feel good about their bodies, no matter what shape or size they are. Yes. And so, um, the fact that in the, I think it was like the first episode or the second episode, uh, she got a job to dress a celebrity who was a model um, who has also gained a little bit of weight since then. And this particular celebrity was just like trying to get herself into a corset so that she could wear um, clothing that was a lot more slimmer to make her look slimmer. But uh, the main character, and I keep forgetting the name of the main character, was like, no, I am not letting you wear a corset. I want you to feel good about your body. So I'm going to dress you and make you feel good and sexy without having the need to look slim. So it's a body positive kind of show. Nice. And and it also has elements of like romance and relationships and all that sort of stuff, which makes it a bit more fun as well. Um, but it's a very body positive show. It does also have a bit of crude humor. <laughs> But this 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 humor I can somewhat tolerate because it kind of fulfills my rom com sort of a situation in terms of genre. Uh, so it's actually not too bad. I really like it. Um, nice. So I've been watching that. Um, I in terms of reality shows, I started watching season two of the Barbecue Showdown <laughs> mm. <laughs> on Netflix, uh, which is a competition about barbecue. So to find the best barbecue BBQ. cook, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's the, and the actor that's in, the main actor that's in uh, Survival of the Thickest, who plays the main role, is also the host of the barbecue show there. Small world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just every time I watch that show, I'm like, I can, for some reason, my brain tricks me into thinking that I can smell the smokiness of a barbecue coming through when I'm watching this show. <laughs> and then I get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you I'm get. Like, yeah. The notorious food porn. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, I want meat. I want meat. <laughs> clip that, clip that, clip that. <laughs> barbecue I want barbecue meat smoky barbecue chicken and, and beef ribs and oh my goodness like <laughs> it's just the stuff that these people make is amazing um, so yeah that's been a lot of fun and the last thing that I'll mention that I've been watching uh, which I didn't think I'd get around to but I did uh, because I'm very excited about the fact that season 3 of early murders in the building is out <laughs> And I've watched the first two episodes and oh my gosh, I'm loving it already. And I just, ugh, it's so good. <laughs> Did they drop the whole thing at once? No, they're doing a weekly. The first two. Okay, just the first yeah. two and now. Just first, the first two, two premiere. Yeah. And then, nice. Yeah, weekly. Nice. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm very excited. There, it's. Mm, I don't know if I want to really want to spoil it or anything like that. Yeah, you, know, you need some catching up to do, Kendall. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm terrible. Um, there was a murder <laughs> in a particular building. You know, yeah. <laughs> really? But also, don't say. But also theatre. <laughs> and also theatre. People in the theatre. Theatre. The and there's and there's a podcast. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying it's based on our lives? Yes. Yes. S- sans the murder. <laughs> yeah. Sans the murder mystery. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am the Martin Short character. And you can fight between who Selena Gomez <laughs> and Steve Martin. <laughs> you're like, I call dibs. I feel like I'd be the Steve Martin character. <laughs> and That's fine. Kendall's the very, you know, nonchalant type, you know, the Selena Gomez character who doesn't take any shit. So. <laughs> okay. It doesn't get references. Yeah, pretty much. Doesn't get references? Yeah. That doesn't sound like Fulia, but. Then I must be the Selena Gomez. <laughs> I'll be the Paul Rudd. I don't know what his role is, but I'll be Paul Rudd. Sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to be Paul Rudd. Ooh. Probably not. <laughs> Potential spoilers. Ooh, nobody wants to be Paul Rudd. <laughs> nobody wants to be Paul Rudd. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been watching, and it's been a lot of fun, and I cannot wait for more of those episodes because, oh my gosh, it's going to be so good. Yeah. So good. Okay. Nice. That's that's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Michael, what about Hello. you? I will jump on the bandwagon. Yes, I saw the f- two episodes of Only Murders in the Vicarage. And <laughs> uh, with the Paul Rudd character, it's so amazing. Because not spoil it per se, but he does play a bit of a dickish character. Mm. But being Paul Rudd, he, he, he can still find the charm in his dickishness so <laughs> such a weird thing it's like you have to hate this person it's like oh, not really it's Paul Rudd <laughs> you can't hate Paul Rudd I mean he's playing no. his lovable quill version himself nice so yeah so there is a murder there is a there is a building and there's a podcast great nice. good good nice. to know yeah yeah, and having said that, that's probably the only new thing I've seen, like out of the realms of stuff that we uh, usually see. Um, uh, we sat um, as a family. We sat down to watch um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, and it's and it's the fir- it's the second time for uh, my eldest, who actually sat down to watch it because she was just you know not really paying attention the first time, but. By the end of the first one, it's like, oh, that was pretty cool. I want to watch it again. It's like, okay. And my wife has, hasn't seen it in ages, like, and only bits and pieces. I don't, um, in a way, she hasn't really seen it. So we sat, sort of sat down to watch it. It's like, I did not expect how, uh, how very, you know... N- <laughs> it's not really a kid's film, is it? It's like, no, not really. <laughs> Especially the first half. 
And then, <laughs> and and there's certain lines from Willy Wonka. It's like, did he really say that? It's like, yes, Willy Wonka is a sassy bitch. <laughs> sure is. Yes. Especially when, when he says, hey, nice form, Veruca. She's a girl who knows where she's going. <laughs> yeah. That's I great. love it. I love it. And then, and then she, and then my wife said, "I was like, well, maybe we should watch the 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 other uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory." It's like, no, no, don't need to, no, 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 no. All good. And with that, we also, well, I also watched uh, uh, what we do in the shadows as well new episode of that came out and yeah um colin robinson's my favorite (laughs) 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 i can't believe like a a character like that is always like like one of the background characters it's like oh yeah that's pretty funny of what he's doing but he's sort of coming into his own is like he's probably possibly my favorite out of all of them i mean uh, I love Laszlo and and uh, all the all the others. It's just, just Colin Robinson is just sort of a bit more. I kind of like it a bit more, <laughs> especially with this week's episode of him <laughs> trying trying to regenerate, but he's being too, he's being too interesting. <laughs> mentioned um uh i watched futurama as well and they take on bitcoin oh. yeah nice highly topical and funny and they get into it like a western <laughs> there's bitcoin in them hills <laughs> <laughs> and that's really... so how about like you Kendall? Ah. how about me well i've watched a lot of stuff um over the past week and I can't decide if I should start with the most depressing thing and work my way up from it because I don't think ending on a sad thing will be the best way to go about things so I'll I'll start with that so it is sad but it's very good I watched the first four episodes of The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart last week Um, so it's a new Australian series that's on Amazon Prime um, it's based on a book that I'm also reading simultaneously while I'm watching the show because I'm that person apparently. Um, <laughs> and and that's all right. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually listening to the Always Sunny podcast while watching Always Sunny. Oh, great! That's very cool. Not not required, but not re- no, not required at all. But it's weird. It's adding the ex- adding to the experience. Um, yeah, so it's stars Sigourney Weaver and. Um, Hearing her do an Australian accent is is an interesting journey. Um, she's she for the most part she definitely ranks in like the upper echelons of Americans doing an Australian accent. Particularly in the most recent episode, I was like, okay, you you're you're getting better as you're going along. <laughs> um, so her accent's quite good, but um, but yeah, the show is it's very dark. It's very upsetting and troubling. It's kind of revolving around. Um, Gosh, so Alice is her. She went through some very awful childhood trauma, uh, and uh, basically, she gets taken in by her grandmother, who's played by Sigourney Weaver, and um, she's the head of this like sort of um, oh, what's the word? 
refuge for women um, who have escaped domestic abuse. Um, right. And they're all living together on a flower farm and, and um, they, like, her family has, like, a, a thing of, like, they all talk in in flowers sort of thing. So, like, you know how flowers, I don't know if you know, can mean certain phrases or words, um, you know, when you give them to people. So they, like, have this kind oh, of yeah, yeah. bonding over flowers and stuff that's really kind of beautiful and poignant and stuff. And um, But, yeah, it's basically just about Alice dealing with the trauma of her past and uh, now, like, because, like, the first three episodes were her as a kid and episode four was her as an adult. And, like just seeing how she, what's going on and with her and how she's going and and there's all these family secrets and betrayal and um it's very very good it's dark it's very dark and very sad um and i've been like shook just watching it but like it's 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 very very good um so i highly recommend if you can if you can take a little bit of uh, badness uh, in your content watching, then I, it's worth it because it's yeah, it's it's a really really good Aussie show. Um, it's fantastic. Um, what else have I watched? Uh, season two of Heartstopper has started or dropped on Netflix because Netflix drops everything at once. Um, so that's exciting. That's um, uh, all new content because it was season one was ad- uh, adapted from the graphic novel of the same name um and it was just the one thing so now the the author of that graphic novel is actually the showrunner of this series and so she's developed a second season that's you know similar to good omens um you know not based on anything previously published Mm. um and it's really really nice to return to to these characters it's you know i don't know if you guys know what heartstopper's about but it's um set in an english high school um these two boys fall in love with each other at high school and it's about them navigating um, being queer uh, in your late teens and your group of friends and, um, you know... Adjustments. Yeah. And it explores um, bisexuality really, really well because one of the two guys in the main relationship, he's actually bisexual and um, I thought that was really well handled. Um, And and Olivia Coleman's in it as well. She's not in it heaps, but she's in it a little bit and... um, she's very wholesome when she is which is nice but yeah that's a great show i highly recommend people check that out um agents of shield i also watched uh getting towards the end of season three that's very good uh and yeah and then i went to the movies and i saw an italian movie starring um josh o'connor who played the young prince charles in the crown um, he's he plays this like British um, man who somehow ended up in Italy, and I think it's set in the seventies or the eighties. It's like it's not a it's not a contemporary movie, but basically he's like the leader of this gang of grave robbers. Like they're like um, they're going around uh, parts of Italy, and like he he's like some kind of savant with this. Like he he uses almost like a divining rod to try and find these tombs that are buried beneath the land um and it's kind of about that and um this other stuff going on as well with like you know the fact that he's lost his lost the love of his life and now there might be a new love in his life and he doesn't know what to do about that but it was a very quirky and very interesting movie um but i i liked it um and then the last thing i I will mention were uh, what we what we do in the shadows i i watched it like an hour ago um (laughs) And I just, 
I mean, I said last week it was the best episode of the se- like of the season so far, but I feel like this week topped it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. just just in the cold open alone, just with fucking Laszlo and Guillermo, and and Laszlo, you know, just everything he was saying, I was pissing myself laughing. You know, he brought back camera again, and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but fucking just hysterical, the whole thing. It's and yeah, I agree with you. I love the the Colin Robinson stuff and the fact. And for you know, for a second, I thought they were going to do a twist of like John Slattery is also a energy vampire because of the way he was talking. But I thought that was so funny. Like he is adult Howard Stark for reasons. Like <laughs> what's a random celebrity we can throw into this episode? Oh, it was just ah, oh, it's just so good. And yeah, Nandor continues to be the sweetest, most naive, purest idiot of all time. It's just, yeah, it's my favorite thing I'm watching at the moment, I think. (laughs) It just gives me joy every week. So, yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Um, All right, that's enough from us about our watchings. Let's get into the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. I took it away. You're on mute. I'll try and take it away, but apparently <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking away my voice for real. Jesus Christ. Anyway. <laughs> uh, thank you, Michael. Um, all right. I will take it away. <laughs> um, as we get into a very brief nerdy news that is packed with, um, you know, strike-related things. Um, starting with, uh, it was announced a few days ago now that um, Marvel's VFX artists are uh, attempting to form a union. Um, so I, I am like... I got. I just got progressively more angry the more I read about this story, um, hey. because this is just. I yeah. anyway. Let me let me explain. Um, so apparently, over fifty VFX worker, workers 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 <laughs> workers <laughs> workers Gliven from um, New York from New York. <laughs> New York City. New anyway. York City. <laughs> Uh, God, we're off the rails already. All right. Um, (laughs) uh, Over 50 VFX workers at Marvel um, have joined together to file for a union election at the National Labor Relations Board, and the group will be represented by IATSE, which is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Um, So this is fantastic news that they're doing this. I mean, obviously... It's, it's come at a very interesting time because we're still very much in the middle of this never-ending strike with the WGA and SAG, um, who apparently met with uh, the AMPTP last week and it didn't go well. So the strike's still going. Um, but, you know, that's fine. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's good to see that the VFX workers are, are uh, you know, are unionising and, and it's going to be the first time uh, any visual effects artists have actually unionized. Like, this is going to be the first of its kind. Um, and it could not come at a better time, if you ask me. Especially when I read the fact that they just get paid, like, a flat rate. They don't get paid 
overtime. They don't get paid if they work through their lunch breaks or dinner breaks. They barely get to see their families. They have to work on weekends. They get and they get paid diddly fucking squat. They don't even get healthcare benefits. Um, like, I'm flabbergasted and disgusted, to be honest. This is just ridiculous. And just hearing about, like, I mean, we already know, we've talked about it on the show before, just the, the high, the incredible high demands of these artists that, you know, they have to put up with, you know, with, like, the amount of content that, uh, you know, obviously, Disney has been putting out in the last couple of years on Disney+, Plus. you know, not just with Marvel, but with Star Wars and a lot of their other VFX-heavy projects. It's just, yeah, it's just disgusting that they're just, like, we knew we knew it was bad, but, like, the fact that it's that bad and now they're like right we actually have to take action or this is just gonna like kill us essentially like they don't have enough staff to do everything that they need to do like it's just yeah basically i just want to personally just take back every single negative comment i've ever made about a piece of cgi because i suddenly feel really 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 bad about it (laughs) like obviously they're not working under ideal conditions and it's just awful um so hats off to them for standing up for what they believe in and i hope like all of these strikes that are going on i really hope it leads to some positive change but oh man it's just this is this is such this is really just a ground shifting moment in the entertainment industry it really really is i don't think we've ever seen anything like this before like just yeah anyway um, but yes, fuck them. <laughs> Stick it to the man, I say. Um, Folia, do you have any comments, any thoughts on, on the, the VFX artists striking? Or uh, un- unionizing, on- I should say, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, good on them. Uh, I feel like they, they deserve um, every bit of recognition and, and pay uh, for all of the work that they've been, you know, that they've been putting up for them. Uh, you know, Marvel is raking in millions and billions of dollars and yet they're not paying their, their employees enough. Like, come on guys, what are you doing? What are you doing over there? You're making well enough to be able to pay these people what they deserve. So, um, yeah, I'm just... It is very frustrating to hear that this is happening even now. Um, And it's not even just the writers. It's with everyone that works under these big corporations. So, um, you know, if, if you know you deserve more than what you're getting paid, vocalize it. Just, you know, say that you want more than this. Otherwise, you're walking away. And I'm sure they'll find someone who will replace you. But that... If you're, if you know you've got quality, then don't settle for anything less than what you deserve. So, mm-hmm. yeah. that's right. I say good on them. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, well said, Fulia. Um, Michael, your thoughts? Hmm. These people should get back to work and be grateful of the work that they're getting. This is for balance, of course, but I don't necessarily believe it. I don't at all. Uh, yeah, um, it's very it's very interesting that I think it was like at the start of the year we were sort of getting like bits and pieces like that uh, uh, Reddit thread that came out. It's like it's like you may be like uh, uh, c- uh, certain people in the VX VFX 
uh, artistry sort of came out. But yeah, it's it's, it's annoying that um, people who criticize people who criticize it just say, "Oh, this CG doesn't look good." It's like it looks like it's been done like like a week before. It's like, well, yeah, that's because it, it was because they always leave the VFX right down to the end because it's pretty much a po- a um, a pre-production sort of area uh, how they need to get everything to, and you got to ha- got to have a deadline to it and that's why um uh, the flash looked like what it was because they were still trying to finish it like up until the release date um and that was it was a bit like uh uh, like with Lord of the Rings, if we go talk about Lord of the Rings, it sort of had something similar that um, they were still editing it up to the very day that it was set to release into like um, like like the world pre- premiere. And yeah, it's always the last thing that they think of is like, oh, can we do this? And and when you've got a director who's like not that savvy when it comes to it, it's like, um, can we change that? ever so slightly uh, it's just a small change and that very small change is like another another four weeks of work to make it actually look presentable otherwise it looks like it looks like that scene in the flash where everyone looks like the rubber mannequins going and then you know machete coming out like love him but <laughs> still having that excuse as I uh, it's meant to look like that um actually <laughs> so, <laughs> no you you had it's like you've had the raw deal of trying to make this movie into something that's watchable i mean good attempt but still people people still see through it it was like and that's what this sort of movement sort of turning into is like yeah we 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 want to do something good as artists uh but unfortunately people higher up it's just all about the money and and even audiences are looking back and say you know what we we want something like good like that's why that's why when um like like uh, dial of destiny came out and it didn't really make bank uh like huge effects and all that it's like oh isn't it cool that we're getting indiana jones back um question mark last time it's like no we want something new and different and that's why Op- and that's why barbenheimer was so huge because of the fact that it was something new it was something not ip i mean barbie of course but it's still turning into something something that's um like different and not necessarily it's like oh barbie is now in the real world isn't that kooky no there was like a story behind it and also um and also rewatchability is actually fantastic because it's dealing with like different themes and emotions and all, all that and and yeah and not necessarily catered for like everyone like i'm putting myself in that of not everyone because essentially it is a woman's film and we don't see many of them like at all and i and me being a person who i am i enjoy watching stuff that i've never experienced and actually get to get to have a little little bit of understanding of what it's like to be a woman in a modern context 
and yeah and i i'm all for this unionizing unionization and and of course this is only going to be for the mcu uh but when you start doing those dominoes it starts going into other things i mean uh and starts here it starts there it's not nation it's not like nationwide for the whole thing is but it's a, it's a good start and that's what we got it's a good start and everyone's coming out of solidarity is like yeah it's it, this is a big thing and it's also um going into different areas of work and not necessary for the arts but in you and um i think it was like the uh the um flight staff in in america for like delta and all that like the air air staff union came out in solidarity and actually walked with like the actors and writers because everyone's everyone's going twisted sisters we're not going to take this anymore yeah that's what i think yeah good it's great thank you um absolutely uh well get that bag yes and uh our next item in the news uh coincidentally is also related to the strikes uh, in a su- like something that is not a surprise to anyone, um, that is kind of funny to me. Uh, the Emmys have been delayed to January 2024. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't really have anything else other than that. I mean, I was excited for it because you know it's me and I like award shows, but um, fucking move it to five years from now. Um, if it will make a difference in some way. Um, I, I am, I'm, yeah, I'm not surprised this has happened. Cause you know, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be the first of many award shows that are going to get delayed because I, I, I don't, I, I can't see an end to any of this striking at all. So, um, <laughs> at least not for the immediate future. Um, so golden globes happen in January. They're not going to happen in January. Um, the Oscars happen in like March, they're not going to happen in March. Like I just everything's everything's going to get pushed back. Not just not just the shows we want to watch and the movies we want to see. It's the other stuff as well. It's all part of it. Uh, yes. It's all all cogs in the machine. Um, so it's yeah. all a cactus bunch. Yes, <laughs> it's all a cactus bunch. Hi cactus Love bunch. It. Hi cactus bunch. Shout out. Um, Yes, um, but yeah, it makes perfect sense um, for them to move it because it was supposed to happen next next month. So um, we'll just have to wait a bit longer for Pedro Pascal to accept his Emmy for his work on mm-hmm. The Last of Us. Um, <laughs> just manifesting that. Anyway, um, Fulia, do you have any thoughts or opinions on this? I'm not surprised that it was it was inevitable. It was going to happen. Uh, yeah. with everything that's going on at the moment with the strikes and all that sort of stuff. And it's just like, you know, when when was this supposed to come out originally, the Emmys? The Emmys were supposed to be next month. Next yeah. month, yeah, yeah. September. So, it'll, and that usually covers the 2022-2023. Yes. That would have, like... Correct. Yeah, yes. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So TV. that means we're going... So they're gonna. They're essentially we're just gonna get a few extra months to add in a few more extra movies into that, <laughs> TV shows. 
No. Whatever. No, that's <laughs> that, unfortunately that is not how it's going to work. But but no. But kind of wish it was for you, you know. It would yeah. be like, it'd be cool if they could. But no, no, the nom- nominees um, have already been all announced and locked in. So yeah, no, that's 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 fair enough. Yeah, look, yeah. uh, yeah, like I said, just not not surprised it's that it was happening. Um, because no one's going to turn up. Like, why would you, <laughs> why would you hold an award ceremony if you know that your A-list actors and actresses aren't going to be there? So yeah, exactly. no point. Um, yeah, but you know, they could, they could have gone the whole digital route and they could have done an online Emmys. I don't know. <laughs> oh, like back during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Could have been a thing, but eh. Yeah. No. <laughs> but then you got no presenters, so Yeah. They'll have True. nothing. They have nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Look. We still have AI. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope these strikes get resolved soon. So that we don't have to delay it even more. Mm. <laughs> or just have it cancelled in you know, indefinitely. <laughs> Oh, please. <laughs> Don't get our hopes up. Uh, Don't get your hopes up, Michael. Tell us yeah. tell us, tell us, us how sad you are about this announcement. I bet you're so I'm very, sad. Yeah, it's very sad. That is sad. Very sad. Uh, it was kind of fitting, you know. The, the work, People couldn't go there. People weren't watching. So what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> And every year the ratings go down and down. Unless you get something like a Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. I mean, we don't want it. But the producers want it. <laughs> they need that buzz. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to cry myself to sleep. Um, I didn't know that they were at the end of the year. I thought they were like within the reward season for like start of the year sort of thing that i was wrong yeah doesn't matter it's all good it's all uh, good yeah pedro pascal wins stuff apparently he wins all the things he wins all the things including our hearts including yeah. our hearts yes oh daddy <laughs> uh okay our people third- need drinks Huh? People need drinks. Yeah, people need drinks. They're very thirsty. Very thirsty. <laughs> very thirsty. Speaking as, as a real dad, he, he ain't a dad. <laughs> it takes time and effort to be a dad. <laughs> and I don't know why my voice is like this. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Bubbling Great. my throat. Love it. Uh, all right, we've got one more thing to talk about. Uh, just briefly. Um According to reliable sources um, at Variety, um, what we talked about last week with Gal Gadot saying that uh, you know her and James Gunn and Peter Safran had had talks about making Wonder Woman three. Well, that's a load of dog shit. Um, or at least they may have had talks, but whether or not those talks actually merited any kind of you know confirmation. As what was going to happen. It seems that poor Gal has the wrong idea. Um, but, you know, no official statements from James Gunn, Peter Safran, or Warner Brothers regarding it, but it looks like they have no plans um, to uh, tackle any kind of Wonder Woman 
related thing outside of Paradise Lost, uh, which is the series we talked about uh, last week as well. So, yeah. Um, again, not surprised to hear this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Disappointing because, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't really care either way if they make this movie or not. But, I, I mean, I'll watch it. If it happens, you know, and I, and a lot of people will watch it. I, th- I I would like to see Gal have one more go um, at a at a movie, um, but um yeah I I'd say it's probably not happening. Um, if this article is anything to go by, and the way the DCU is is shaping up, um, yeah I don't think so. Um, but that's okay. It's time for new stories told within DC. Um, some new faces. Um, same characters, but different. Same, same but different. Same but different. Isn't, isn't that the dilemma for anyone? Yeah. I want the same thing, but different. I want the same thing, but different. New actors, new new faces, yeah. new people. I want Luke Skywalker, the same 20-something-year-old, not an old man, who drinks <laughs> green milk. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's the best thing ever. Yeah, it's the best, best of the um, sequel trilogy. There, I've said it. <laughs> Hot take. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it was going somewhere that was interesting. Mm. No, we can't have interesting, Michael. It's not how this works. Try it back, nope. try it back. Um, Thanks, Jar Jar Abrams. Jar Jar Abrams. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> Fully out. I'm sure your opinion has not changed from last week, but how does this affect any thoughts you might have? Did I have thoughts last week? Uh, I didn't think I had. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I've got no. I've honestly got no thoughts about this. To be honest, like if they bring out the the fact that they were rumoring that there'd be a, a Wonder Woman three, I'm just like, do we really need it though? Probably not. So I'm just like, eh. It doesn't bother me if we don't have it or not. I'm okay with this. <laughs> yes, that's that's yeah. that's that's a fine answer. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Michael. Yeah, I will miss that theme music. It's pretty badass. It's all right. You work at a you work at a shop that sells DVDs and CDs. <laughs> you can listen to it all the time for now. For, for now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's not Disney, so. Uh, um, <laughs> what we'll be talking about later Sweet Ah, spoilers Maybe um, Yeah uh, It is unfortunate that the last uh, movie Was what it was And is what it is mm. um, And there's no real appetite for that I mean She was, she was great in the role uh, But with stuff going down and everything's going to be a lot more slower thanks to the <laughs> thanks to the strike I mean I need I need my content and it it is, it is a shame how, how it's turned out I mean yeah like yeah mm. just, just just cut just cut it out Let's start. Let's start something new. Yeah, something new. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I'm 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 not too fast. Like what I said last week is like I'm I I doubt that there's there there's polite talks, but I don't think there's real talks. It's like we'll keep you in mind. We'll do we'll do what we did in the flash and and brief glimpses of you. <laughs> <laughs> just like just like um uh Spider Verse where they where they had all the Spider Men, including Andrew Garfield and 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 the other guy. What's his name? Toby Maguire. <laughs> Toby, Toby, Toby. Yeah, the original <laughs> and good one. Apparently. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that Tom Holland is actually the same age now that that Toby Maguire was when he played Spider Man? Oh wow! Yes, that's interesting. Not a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> Love a good yeah, what do you think of that, Kendall? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting and surprising. And Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire don't. Isn't it weird though that they're the same age, but like for some reason Tobey Maguire still feels older than Tom Holland? In if you were to put those images side by side of them now. Anyway. You look at them back then, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, Tom's going to look old. He's never, he's never going to grow old. I think he's got the, he's got the Paul Rudd disease. He's got the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to be one of oil, those. Yeah, he's got one of them oil paintings in his attic. <laughs> <laughs> he's a regular Dorian Gray. Love yeah. it. Love it. All right, that's enough uh, rambling. Um, time for some more rambling as we move on out of the nerdy news and roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Hey, it's trailer park time. Um, our first trailer for this week is uh, quite a surprise. So many non-surprises, and now we have a surprise, because it's our first look at I Am Groot Season 2. Um, I Am Groot? I Am Groot? <laughs> I love you guys. Oh. Oh. No. Uh, yes, I can't remember if we knew if this was happening or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's happening. And we're going to get five new shorts and we got a little taste of what those shorts are going to be like. And yeah, it just looks fun and cute and wholesome and adorable and just, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> I love face. It's just the best right now. <laughs> I love it. It's, yeah, it, look, it, looks, it looks wonderful. And um, all the different expressions and the di- different little things he's up to. And I'm looking forward to a good chuckle um, watching this. Yeah, it's just so adorable. I, I did really enjoy the first season. So this was a nice little, yeah. a nice little tease for what to expect. Um, oh, yeah. Because it's just a little tiny trailer. It's not a big... Not a big trailer. This is ba- no. baby group we're dealing with after all. So, um, yeah, I don't have much more to say other than I can't wait to watch a, and watch it and talk about it with you guys. So, yeah, fun times. Fun times. Fulia, tell me all of the things. How much do you adore this? I cannot wait for this. 
I really loved the first season and now I'm really looking forward to this second one. And I feel like this second one's going to be just that little bit better, uh, I feel. Because the, the actual, like, the story, like, the stories they're going to be telling us with, with Groot, with Baby Groot, is going to be just that little bit more fun and just... It, the, the, the nonsensicalness and the chaos that happens with him is just going to be elevated that little bit more. And it's just going to be so much fun. Um, and just seeing him get up to all of his little, you know, naughtiness. <laughs> or, you know, just the fact that he's like, he's not a, he's not quite sure, but he just, he wants to see. Uh, sort of, you know, like a very curious baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he wants to know what the things are. Um, the way that he's, oh, just in the trailer, just the way that his eyes light up when he sees the ice cream truck. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's very cute. And then, you know, the, the music that they use was coming out of that ice cream truck and then making that the overall theme music for the trailer was awesome. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah. And I just, I, I need it right now. <laughs> I just can't wait to watch it. Yes, I am very excited. Nice. Good. I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm so glad. Um, Michael, what do you think about this? Uh, it looks really good. Um, cute as hell, of course. Uh, for the first season was, was such a delight, uh, just watching all of them. And quite short, but enjoyable. Uh, you could just watch them in one sitting and just enjoy everything. Um, last time they had a cameo from uh, from uh, Rocket. So, are there going to be little cameos? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, essentially, it would be all VFX. So maybe not. So having said that, solidarity. Not going to watch it. Boycott. We're going to boycott here. We're not going to watch it. Are we? Are we? I don't know. Are you going to cross that picket line? Going to be a scabe? Going to be a scabe? Are you scabby scabe? <laughs> are you a scarab? <laughs> Fulia, are you a scarab? I could be the scarlet scarab. Hey! <laughs> Don't you mean blue scarab? Because you're, 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 you're blue double D double D. <laughs> Your aesthetic is blue. <laughs> I can be scarlet if I wanted to. But Kendall's scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's going to be cool. So this comes out on a streamer service that is going to dominate the entire world. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Over to you, Kendall. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be on a thing at a, at a time. I'm not saying what it, what it is. Definitely not saying what it is. Um, but you know. World domination. Ha ha. Ha ha. I'm going to take over the world, Pluto. Uh, you just watch. You just watch me. Oh, no. Watch me grip them <laughs> by their wallets. Uh, <laughs> I get to go over the world with three rings. Wow. Wow. Ah. <laughs> uh, Mickey Mouse is a demon. Um, our second trailer, <laughs> our second trailer for this week is uh, completely 
<coughs> opposite in every way to what we just talked about. This is a first trailer for an upcoming series called The Changeling. Um, it's going to be on Apple TV+. Plus Now, um, yeah, I am so intrigued by this. Um, really, really interested. I, I kind of like these weird reality warping sort of series like that have supernatural elements in there um like it made me think of um oh there was a show i watched last year i'm blanking on it now but i had elizabeth moss in it and coincidentally it was also on apple tv plus um and it was sort of like a weird time travel show um about you know a guy that abuses women anyway apparently i have a problem um <laughs> anyway this everyone's got a problem everyone's got a problem this show reminds- doing my microphone is this okay is this okay <laughs> this this if i eat the mic it'll be good yes <laughs> um yeah anyway this show looks really really interesting um it kind of also gave me like lovecraft country vibes just like oh i love that show yeah just ex- aesthetic wise and with certain shots and and things like I really I found that really appealing um, and you know it's a new story it's fresh content new IP you know something original um, so you know we're, we're here for that um, and it's headed up by Lakeith Stanfield who is a very talented actor um, so I I'm definitely going to check it out just for him alone really um, but yeah I, I it looks it's visually arresting it's very intriguing. It's spooky. It's creepy. It's uh, it's very much up my alley. So this is going on my list, for sure. Uh, something tells me it won't be on Folia's list, though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll ask her myself. Folia, <laughs> how did you feel about this trailer? <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 Sorry. Not going to watch this one. Packs. Next. <laughs> next. Moving on. You're so savage. I love it. I love it. Oh, Michael, um, what did you think Hello. of this? The Changeling. Is it The Changeling? I can't tell. Yeah, The Changeling. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, it looks creepy as hell, and if you know your Irish folklore, you probably know what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, it's it just it, it, it tickles that uh, um, that sort sort of mystique, and also the, the way that they they're filming this is is uh, unique and and fun. It's like just to st- just stimulate the eyes. And and the meanings and everything is not what it seems and freaky baby shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a parent, I approve. Babies Yay. are freaky. <laughs> babies, babies can be freaky. Yes. Yes. Freaking babies. Freaking babies, mm. man. Anyway, yeah, this looks very interesting, and it's also on another app that no one has. One person. <laughs> One out of three. Two out of three. Ooh. Have you seen Ted Lasso yet? No. Uh, but you have seen Shrinking. That's I one. Have. That's one that I need to see. Yeah, me too. Me too. You should watch. Show. You should watch Ted Lasso. 
It's great. Oh, come on, really? It's a feel good. <laughs> you it's would feel lo- good. Fully, you would love it. You would love it. Like from seriously. the makers of soccer. Shrinking comes. It's it's not about soccer, man. It is not about soccer. It <laughs> it's <is> literally <laughs> not about soccer. It's not about soccer. It is about this, you know, these people, and it is about mental health, and it is about, you know, dealing with toxic masculinity, and it's about relationships. It's about it's. And it's just wholesome, and it's so funny. Ah, oh, I'm going to strap you down, <laughs> Clockwork Orange style, and make you watch this seriously. Another another movie that she hasn't seen because it looks scary. I <laughs> should <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you got to watch it. You know, because what yeah. Clockwork Orange? Well, yeah, that. But Ted Lasso for sure. It's one of the yeah. best 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 shows the last I've seen in the last like five years. Like it's amazing. It's the best show ever. The best show ever, guys. Yes. All right. Um, the Changelings coming out on a date on a thing. On yeah. a fruit. On a yeah. On a fruit. <laughs> Look it up if you want to know. It looks. He's really got a mustache for you. What? Uh, Cactus says um, uh, he's got a mustache. Mustache. A mustache. I, yeah, I know Lesser he's got, got a mustache. That doesn't really intrigue me that much. <laughs> uh, Cactus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cactus, we're trying to sell her the show. <laughs> like, we need stronger arguments. Like, come on. I'm going to... No, 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 no. Next time you come over here, I go to your house. I We are fucking watching Ted Lasso. I'm making <laughs> And if you are not convinced... I know I tried and failed to convince you to watch Parks and Rec, but if you are not convinced... <laughs> Then I will eat my hat. I don't. After have- the first episode, I think you, I think you'll be a little bit hooked. Yeah, it gets it gets you in pretty quick. All right, let, we'll find out next week if if I was convinced to. Oh, okay. So <laughs> watch. All right, I've got a deadline. Okay. All right, let's let's lock yeah. it in. Let's All lock right. it in. All right. Speaking of lock it in, Eddie. Speaking of things. That are locked in. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Um, mm. I don't have a segue for this. The, our third and final trailer this week is uh, Vacation Friends Two, the sequel. No one asked for that. We're apparently getting because of reasons. Um, I remember we talked about the trailer for the first movie on this podcast, which was just over two years ago, um, and I never watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> even though, Neither have I. yeah, even though the first, the first trailer, it looked kind of fun, but I, it, it didn't pull me enough. And this one has, in fact, pushed me further away. I think I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm here for John Cena being an absolute dingus. I think that's hilarious. Like his hair is all fucking aloof and. He looks like he's having the best time. And, you know, Steve Buscemi's in this. Like, cool. Love him. Um, that's great. And I do like Lil Rel Howery. He's great. Like, he was awesome in Free Guy. Um, but, yeah, that's... That's about where the buck stops for me on this. I'm not... It looks a bit of, a like, a hot mess. Like, the movie doesn't know what it wants to be. And the trailer that made that very clear, it doesn't know what it wants to be. Um... And Ronnie Chang is like having a moment. He's in fucking everything now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Hollywood loves Ronnie Chang now. Um, yeah, so good for him. Apparently, yeah. Mm. Good, for, good for him. Um, yeah, I don't have much more to say. I'm not watching this. Fulia, what did you think? Yeah. 
Honestly, I did not crack a smile watching this at all. Oh, wow. This trailer. That's telling. No. Nah. It just, it did not get me in any way. Uh, I, yeah, it does not know what it wants to be. It just looked so confusing and like there's all this like action happening for no reason. Uh, like, and there's a lot of drug references. Uh, <laughs> I think predominantly a lot of drug references and just, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, the trailer did nothing for me at all. I did not like it. I haven't even, I haven't watched the first one, so there's no point me even trying at this point because even the first one, the trailer wasn't really, didn't really hook me in to, to mm. watch it. So I'm just like, yeah, not my not my style of comedy. So yeah, not my tempo, not my tempo. <laughs> <laughs> Great reference. See, I, yeah. I get references. I'm not the Selena Gomez. Yeah, I'm not the Selena Gomez. Yeah. <laughs> Callback. It's all right. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, cool. All right. Thanks, Julia. Well said. Um, I'm glad we agree. Uh, Michael, um, I'm, I have no doubts about what you're going to say, but, but, <laughs> but say it anyway. Go on. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, well, why don't you say it if you say confident? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of this trailer? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. confident. I, I can't believe you guys aren't, aren't into... You know, raunchy, um, crude humor like this. I mean, they're starting with, you know, it's setting up a, a vacations friends cinematic universe. You know? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to see John Cena snorting coke out of his wife's butt? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh boy, not me. No. Oh. No. No. You haven't lived. <laughs> I do you snort your mum's ashes. <laughs> that bag is huge. I mean, I'm not a more. I'm, I'm not a funeral director. But that's a big pile of ashes. Yeah. For one person. Yeah. Even I call bullshit on <laughs> Anyway, this is coming out, I guess. Um, John Cena, you know, paycheck. Sweet. Yeah, um, it's a paycheck movie for sure. I don't know. When did the first one come out? It two two years been, ago. Yeah, so it must have been like a pandemic movie. So it it would would have been like... like nothing else to see so we'll see this and then oh uh, and they've gone let's make another one it's like oh people love watching this it's like no because there was nothing else to watch so <laughs> let's make another one yeah it's like how they um you know made that uh tiger king series like the, the fiction, sequel this the fictionalized version like the the the, the dr dramatized version of it and i literally haven't heard anyone talk about it um no no and they tried to make a sequel of the live action show. It was like, how how's your life been since since the big like hubbubaloo? <laughs> it's terrible. It's it's absolutely terrible. Uh, life in general. Um, yeah, it's again. Yeah, production companies. Well, you know, 
getting the the wrong idea of what's successful in that. I mean, thanks to Barbie, has Mattel has come out as like, you know what people really need? A movie about Uno. <laughs> yeah, I because that's what they take from this. Literally, I'm like, if that's what you're doing, you took the complete wrong message from that. Movie. Yes, yes. Jesus, it be, it's not the first, it's not the last. No, absolutely, absolutely not. Um, yeah. Well, look, I'm not going to tell you when Vacation Friends Two is coming out, but I only will mention the fact that it's coming out very soon. Um, so clearly the company that's putting it out gives zero fucks about it. So it's going to be a great time. Um, yeah. And no promotionals. So no. no one's coming out and say, hey, what's this? It's like, well, they can't. They only got a trailer and that's it. That's it. It's all you get. Watch it and deal yes. with it. Oh, funny times we live in. Okay. It is now time for mm. the segment. Oh. The section. Yeah. The part. Nice. The place. If you can hear my kids, they're going nuts. The, <laughs> the thing. <laughs> yes. The spot. The um, abstract concept of time, we like to Ooh. call. Popcorn culture. Popcorn culture. It's popcorn culture time. And it's pretty much just going to be us ranting for a while. <laughs> Get ready for a vent sesh. Get ready for a vent sesh. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's dealing with popcorn and cultures. Yes, that's and that's what we do. We specialize in the, the culture of popcorn um, on this here program. Um, Welcome to the culture wars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so basically, um, this week we have decided we're just going to vent our thoughts on um, goings-on at a little company we like to call Disney. Yeah, um, an up-and-coming company. An up-and-coming company, you know, not run by a demon mouse and a guy who thinks that uh, the strike is unrealistic. But anyway, it's fine. Uh, yes, so... Um, Obviously, we previously mentioned on the podcast not long ago that uh, here in Australia, physical media sales are going to be halted or have now been halted um, following the release of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. No more Disney orders are being shipped, uh, made and shipped within our country. Um, just before I move ahead, I will say uh, Fulia and I work for a company that sells said product. And we still have not heard anything from our higher-ups about what the fuck is going on. So, watch this space for updates. Um, who the fuck knows what's going on? Anyway. I have been shopping during the sales of when they were down for 10 bucks. Yes, which ended to try yesterday. And, yeah, where, where I've been trying to, you know, get my collection. <laughs> Before the <laughs> doors be like, are shut. <laughs> Yeah, before I can no longer get them again, they're all vaulted away for good. <laughs> oh, did you guys see my post on Facebook? Yes. <laughs> that I made a couple of days ago? Literally shared a memory from like 10 years ago, whatever it was, on this day. 
I made a post about the fact that the Little Mermaid DVD was coming out of the vault. Oh, where the, yeah, when they used to when do that a lot. When they used to do yeah. that shit. What the fuck? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. The timing could not have been better. I thought that was hysterical. I'm like, wow, that used to be a thing. And now mm. it's all gone to hell. Um, but anyway. No, they, it's all gone to streaming. It's all gone to streaming, which is, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it's corporate f- capitalist speak for hell. Um, mm. <laughs> so, yes. Anyway, physical media is stopping Uh in regards to Disney uh, in Australia. And then um, there has also been talks of not only uh, more price increases with the subscription, particularly if you're subscribing via the ad-free tier, um, and also um, uh, they are going to be cutting down on password sharing like Netflix has done, which is going to make things even harder. So not only are they making it harder for us that you know they, they want to drive people to their services by removing physical sales and cutting costs that way they're also upping costs on their streaming platform um and making it more difficult for people to watch their content i i'm i'm at a loss i'm at a loss as a creator as a consumer as an artist as a what as a human being i that has like spent most of my life loving the shit that disney puts out I mean, I yeah. I'm just going to start this rant by saying I I'm I'm dumbfounded by all of this. Fulia, how are you feeling <laughs> about <laughs> about Disney <laughs> right now? <laughs> Jaded and in our thirties. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. I'm. It look for someone who doesn't earn a lot. For someone who has. A lot of other things they have to pay for the f- and, you know, subscribe to many other services as well. The fact that I've had to be okay with the fact that our subscription yearly price went up by like, I think it was like 30 or 40 bucks. Uh, and now it's going to go up again. Again. I'm, I'm getting to a point where I'm kind of just I'm I'm getting mad. <laughs> I'm getting very angry. <laughs> I was already yeah. I was already mad when I saw the price jump on the subscription service when I got when it was renewed. But the fact that now it's getting to a point where it's gonna cost even more is just really frustrating because they're taking away our physical media to then have it all up on their streaming service the the, you'd think the logical thing would be to make the service cheaper not more expensive like why why i just i do not understand why they need to do this to us. There's a, like the economy right now is already hard as it is for a lot of us to live, let alone just for, and that's just for essential things, let alone having these services jacked up in their prices for people who just want a little bit of entertainment in their lives. Like, come on. 
Yeah. I'm just, it's just so annoying. Yeah. Especially when it's like, you know, we've got the VFX artists going on strike or, you know, unionizing. Sorry, I keep getting that mistake. Um, but, you know, they're unionizing for a reason and it's like, and their company that pays them is making it hard for people to watch the work that they get underpaid for. So not only are they not getting paid properly, people can't even fucking support them properly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous and backwards and bleh. Yeah. Bleh. I hate hate it. Yeah. I hate it. (laughs) Michael, hit us with your rant. Let's hear it. I I don't really have the energy to rant. (laughs) That's fair. I can sort of see this coming out a mile off like, yeah, everything's going digital. And there's going to be less and less opportunities for the consumer to have their own autonomy to actually own something that they can watch any time. And this is like leading the way into something that's absolutely abhorrent. Uh, Or shall I say leading to somewhere where you can torrent. Uh, (laughs) Pirates of the Caribbean not saying anything but that's the thing now like people the fact that they're putting they're hiking up the prices is means that people are going to go back to torrenting mm. which was the one thing they were trying to avoid yep 100%. And, and once you start streaming it's a whole lot easier to <laughs> to to get those files now so essentially they're shooting themselves in the foot and the the fact that fact of the matter of people, uh, like it's, this, is only happening in Australia at the moment. But I think we're sort of like the testing ground. I mean, we were sort of the testing ground for Netflix as well, all the way back when. It's like it's all right. Uh, we'll just see how it goes. And now they're doing it officially, of the fu- of the um, uh, password sharing. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a, and then there was a big push up of pe- and then Netflix comes out and say hey we got a bumper because a lot of people started getting their own um profiles it's like yeah because you've given people no other choice and people are going to get sick of it because i've hardly watched anything on Netflix i've hardly watched anything that I can say, oh, I wonder what's on the Netflix. I wonder what's on anything. I've got children and and Disney is an easy one to go to, but at the moment we've been watching iView. <laughs> like a lot of iView because I like it there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, re- I'm really into Bluey, so there you go. Yeah, Bluey. And I've got, and I've got the dad right here. Oh, he's, nice. my li- he's my little toy that I like to play with, and and yeah, this is sort of I've had this idea ever since um, the the f- physical media is sort of thing because at the moment I'm trying to get all my Doctor Who's because you can yeah. you can't get it anywhere, and it, it's it's very expensive because they're no longer in print anymore. But and I'm also trying to get all the region fours first, uh, and if I can't get them, you can still get them overseas. And a lot of people are 
are thinking, well, if we can't get like stuff on Australia, we can still like get it in posting. But that's a lot, lot of stuff, and you don't expect a lot of people to do that. Just people who are insane like me would do that, and and it's going to be a real shame. I'm going to buy um, Guardians three on Blu-ray. And it'll be a solemn moment because it'll be the last Disney thing I'm probably yeah. going to buy Australian. Yeah. And 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 I've said so many times of my feelings of the Guardian series. It's like my favorite. Yeah. Out of er- everything, and that's drawn to a close. So it's even more solemn. And what's really. Th- if I'm going to put my business hat on, I might start up, you know, something <laughs> <laughs> like what I said last week. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a rental place. <laughs> you know, like I want to see what the logistics in that of actually doing that. I'm sure people can still do it, like mum and pop sort of video stores just out of my own necessity it's like yeah rentals maybe i should look into that because instead of people going onto onto different sites to actually getting it why don't i just go back to you know nostalgia <laughs> nostalgia sells yeah nostalgia sells you can go to your own rental place where it's like we've got all our disney stuff including new disney stuff that i found you know i bought it i i i bought it legally i just hire it out to people i can't really show it (laughs) (laughs) well i can't really sell tickets to it no but you know there's always a video going in the shop yeah Mm -hmm. i see a business opportunity who's with me (laughs) (laughs) i I call it the fred shed yeah (laughs) the rental place so yeah right i like it that's it yeah um yeah it's just it's just the whole the whole system's broken i mean it's been broken for a while but it's just the last couple of months everything's just really felt just so much worse than you know i mean we went through a pandemic having to deal with like when the hell are we ever going to be able to go to the the movies again or like what what kind of movies or tv shows are even going to get made anymore like you know just thinking about the generation of content and how it's even going to be be possible and now it's like we're on the other side of that and dealing with the fact that you know someone a company like Disney has made billions of dollars uh, because they launched their streaming service on the cusp of a global pandemic coincidentally and it took off and now it's like yeah, I, I don't even know if you could say Disney Plus is bigger than Netflix but it's up you know it's probably number two uh, if anything um and it's just so disappointing to see not only that they treat their staff the way they do, but they treat the consumer the way they do as well. And it's just, and I'm sure there are naysayers out there screaming like, 
you don't have to subscribe. You don't have to give them your money. I'm like, yeah, but this is the shit that we love. Like, we grew up watching mm. all of this stuff, you know? There's a reason why, you know... <laughs> there's a reason why these movies make so much money when they go to the cinema, you know? Say what you will about physical media being dead or dying. Like, you know, people... Like you said, Michael, you know, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is sort of a very, like, bittersweet end to physical media for you, especially because of what the franchise means to you. Um, and that's the same, you know, it's the same for me. Like, you know, all, all, all those Marvel movies changed so much in my life and I own all of them except Quantumania I forgot to buy because it's Quantumania, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't even know where I'm going with this rant, but basically it's just, it's just so, it's just so frustrating that, yeah, we can't, like, the, there's no respect from the top down, you know, we're all kind of expected to just go along with whatever they do and dictate, and it's just, and it, and it just reflects, like, the world in general, like, I don't want to get into other stuff outside of nerdy stuff, but the fact that, like, you know, just everything's going up, 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 except our wages, you know? It's just, like, how are we supposed to live, like, I don't know, first world problems, I guess, um, in the scheme of things. I could get rid of one of my streaming services. I have too many. I will be the first to admit that I have overindulged when it comes to that. But, again, it's like you said, Fulia, I I always used to say on this show, before before the pandemic, like, before all these streaming services came about, I always used to fucking say, if they made it easier for us to watch stuff, I'll pay for it. I will pay for it. I won't torrent that shit. I literally... Yeah. The only... I, I couldn't remember how to do a torrent. I had to do a torrent a couple of months ago, because when the flash ended, it wasn't on anything in Australia yet, so there's no way of watching it other than downloading it illegally. Yeah. So if it had been on binge, I would have watched it on binge. But um, but I couldn't remember how to torrent. It had been that long since I had to because all my streaming services that I have cover f- fucking everything, uh, almost everything. I don't have Paramount Plus. <laughs> um, but but like, you know, Australia used to be the number one country in the world for downloading for piracy. It probably still is to some degree. But you know, now we're getting to a point where I think for a while we were very content, we were very comfortable and we were very used to the way things were. And now it's getting to a point where we, we're literally not going to be able to afford any of this stuff anymore. Mm. And we're not going to be able to buy for a one-time fee of, you know, 10, 15, 20, $30, whatever it is to have it physically here to watch. We're not going to be able to do that anymore. And, and it breaks my heart. Uh, especially to considering I work with people that are like, I'm not old. We're not old. You know, we're in our mid thirties. That's fine. But I work with people that are like 10 to 15 years younger than me who don't have anything in their house that plays discs. Like they have nothing. (laughs) I've had to explain to them what a turntable is or what a, you know, certain functions on like a DVD player. Like I, they don't fucking know. Like it's, insane how fast technology has moved and it just needs to slow down and realize that we're not dead yet (laughs) we're still here and we still Mm -hmm. want to hold on to our tactile physical things because again too the internet is not always going to work in your house like you cannot rely on wi-fi especially not in this country (laughs) um Mm. you know 
to be reliable and to be able to stream properly. So it's, yeah, the whole thing is just a fucking mess from the top down. And it's the beginning of the end because I've been saying to everyone, this is, this is Disney's pulling out of physical media. It's only a matter of time before uh, Roadshow does, before Universal does, before Sony does, until it's just, there's nothing left but a subscription to a service that's going to cost you 40 bucks a month, probably, by the time we get there. The only things that we can buy is from uh, Umbrella Entertainment. Yeah, the Australian-owned company. Um, And Madman. Madman. Yeah, hopefully they'll stick around. Yeah, it's all just... It's all just ridiculous. And this password sharing thing, I mean, I get it. I really don't. But it's... I really do not understand why they need to do that. Like, I just, like, I get they want to bump up their subscription, right? I just, just let people do what they want to do with their accounts. Like, if they want to share it with their family members, with their close friends, with their roommates, just let them do it. Like, why limit people yeah. When um when you know people are actually using your service to watch all of the things that are on there. Yeah. It makes it makes no sense. Like again, it's just they're making it harder for people to consume mm. this content. You know, it's literally it just it just literally feels like they're against the artists and they're against the consumer. That's how it feels and how it looks. And I don't understand it because, like, that's how you get your fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it's... What are you doing? I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like people who do the whole password sharing thing, eventually the people who are, you know, sharing these accounts, they'll end up getting their own accounts at some point because of whatever reason. Like, you know, they've decided that you know they they want to have their own sort of family account or whatever and so they'll be like all right thank you for letting me use your account i'm gonna get my own now like eventually they will do that um and i know people who have like switched from sharing one account to then splitting off to having their own um i just it's just really annoying that disney's trying to find more ways into making money the money that they really don't need because they're already billionaires so yeah they've got parks they've got cruises they've got everything literally they've got money coming out so yeah it's just you know what they need to do and i know like even bob Iger recently has spoken about you know going back to quality over quantity like you know Kevin Feige has been vocal about that as well but you know what they need to do is like if that if they decide to start making less things which you know whatever how whatever form that takes we'll see but they also just need to stop spending so much money and then maybe they won't have to do this kind of shit mm. like the fact well, that all of these movies these some of these movies have ridiculous budgets in the 200 and 300 million mark and it's just like like we didn't want us, we we didn't want four sequels to Avatar, but it's happening. And yeah, I'm they yeah they're gonna make a lot of bank, but you're gonna spend so fucking much, and you're gonna pressure so many people at their jobs to try and get those movies finished. And, yeah. a, and if your movie needs to hit one 
billion just to make even. Yeah. That's you failed already. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Hard agree. Like that's you've put yourself in like this like you're you're you know, chasing your tail sort of a thing. Like it's it's why they're disappointed about Indiana Jones and, and a few other f- projects that have come out for Disney this year. Just like, you know, it's just because you're not you're not treating the work with the respect it needs, you know? Mm. And you're not Nostalgia can only get you so far. Exactly. Exactly. Um, regardless of whether the, f- the fact you have a good story or not a good story, if, if, you, if you can see the artificialness in some of these things, that it just feels like... Actually, there was one quote I read from some of the VFX artists, and I think it was really, really, really fitting. Um, it definitely feels like more of a con- uh, conveyor belt nowadays than necessarily each project being given its own thought and time, and I could not agree more. Yeah, it's the Disney sweatshop all over again. Yeah. Where they just pump them out. I mean, it they've been doing that for years. Even with the golden age of uh, of Disney, they were working on because uh, each movie usually usually takes like five years to to make, and they have multiple things going on at once, and and they and people working on it couldn't can't work on another thing. Because they're because they're strapped to this thing. I mean, like, or even doing pro, uh, multiple projects in in one year. I mean, I mean, sure, we got um, some of the some of the great great stuff like Little Mermaid and then and then Aladdin and then and then Beauty and the Beast coming out very close knit together because they want a movie each year, and Marvel is sort of trying to do that as well, but multiple things in the year and you can't do that because um that because people because that's what the strike is essentially is because it's not sustainable you can't have small writing writing things uh small writing sessions and then that's it it's like no you they a writer needs to be at the start and at the end of the process of ma- making something because there's it's always writing even with yeah. editing the movie there's always writing mm-hmm. and making that into like like the sweatshop analogy it's just you can't do there's no soul there's no there's no nothing and people and that's why i'm thinking that modern audiences are clinging on to of something that's made with the with the grace and the and the prestige and the and the caredness and something that's artificial uh, and even like big IP things are start starting to like it's like no we don't want to see that we want to see uh, we want to see something a bit more organic and that's why Barber not uh, uh, Barber is <laughs> is so successful because a lot of people like on the internet and also pe- people like walking around in real life what's real life it's reality yeah, you'll get used to it um but like that sort of quote unquote promotional like push of watching these two movies be only because they came out uh, on the same day and they're polar opposites uh, and and it that's sort of the marketing that these companies were have been trying to strive for like for years and now they're pr- pr- going to try and replicate that like over and over again 
and that's why I love that meme that came out. It's like the next sort of Barbenhop Oppenheimer thing to come out later this year is Sorex and Paw Patrol, and calling and calling it Poor X. Or calling it Saw Patrol. <laughs> oh, calling it Saw Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, funny, but there's not going to be much of a crossover with that one. No. Um, <laughs> no, and that's. And that's why that's why people are striking because we we want we want we want to break away from the mainstream and I've heard I've heard this analogy that this is sort of what um, 1970s cinema was like trying to break away from the like 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 the mundane and the sort of the the safety net net that's why that's why sort of westerns went away because that was mm. so easy to make because everyone was going to see a western or a musical or anything like that and then the 70s boom came out and then we see and and we see like raging bull and then we see like taxi driver and all and all this it's like all these gritty sort of like realistic sort of naturalism and i think that's what's probably going to happen now like a lot of people are going to say okay we want something new and we don't want anything like the same why don't we try this indie uh this this indie film that's only going to be open for like 200 people like on that night and it's probably never going to be seen again i think a lot of people are sort of um thinking like cinephiles are probably going to be um, going into that sort of thing there's going to be a lot of more grassroots sort of media and i'm uh, and i'm here for it i'm also here for like making it and like doing something that's a, a bit more a, a bit more you know digestible than like the the 17th movie in a franchise like like fast and furious i mean yeah it it does its job it 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 makes you want to eat popcorn and that's it that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm thinking that people are sort of keen to see. And with the strike of a lot of people are more like people like us and people like outsiders. Like people are more accept, uh, acceptable to. Yes, this is probably something that we need to do. It's going to be dirty and heavy, and and I think it's going to come out like all right. I mean, like a a twenty four is still doing movies is because. They said, "Okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to say uh, we're going to say yes to your demands, and that's why they're still going. And it's still a, a quote unquote indie sort of sort of um, uh, company. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. Yeah, I love A twenty four. And just just on that, um, like you know, it, you made me think of um, uh, you know another sign of of people wanting original content and and new stories like." I haven't seen it yet, but this this movie talked to me. This Australian horror film. Yeah, it's been distributed by A twenty four, and um, they just announced a sequel last week. Um, so that's getting a sequel. It had a budget of four and a half million, roughly, and it's made thirty six million. So it's like, you know, <laughs> it's made its bank and then some. Like it's totally, it's, yeah. it's 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 a it's an indie horror, and it's doing what an indie horror does, and and people are eating it up. Uh, and the fact that it's you know made by two you know it's an Australian film um, to Woo. see to see an Aussie horror do do well is lovely and it's yeah it's that that need for original thoughts and ideas and you you know 
You also kind of made me think of like, it's almost as if we can see the uncanny valley in cinema now. Like we talk about how, you know, like looking at a real life person versus looking at, you know, a rendering of, of Carrie Fisher. Like, and we know that's not real, but we know a real person is real. It's like, that's the comparison is like cinema has become these AI generated fake inauthentic things that they just generate generate out and generate out like we can see and we know like we're starting to tweak anyway not all of us know because obviously these movies are still making money which is why people are still going to see them um and giving the the companies their money but we're starting clearly to see that no, no 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 we don't want that we want this stuff over here this real shit so i love your point about how you know, westerns and musicals, you know, they ran their course, they did their thing, and then they became so repetitive and easy to make, like you said, because people were watching them. Um, and then that whole beautiful renaissance of cinema came about in the 70s, where we got some of the best movies of all time that still hold up to this day and will be timeless. Um, and even the changing of the genre, like horror. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, like going from the seventies, eighties to nineties slashes, and and it keeps on going. And it keeps and then, on going, yeah. And then we get you know jump scares every now and again. It's like, well, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the two thousands. Yeah, I mean Hollywood's mm. Hollywood's always gonna shift to what makes money. It always is. It always. Oh will. yeah, yeah. There's no we know we know this for a fact. Um, so I guess right now we're just in the middle of a of a very insane shift of that like probably one of the biggest like we talked about it earlier but like it's, it really does feel like one of the biggest shifts ever in cinema um that's happened and um i really hope i mean i'm i probably shouldn't be optimistic about any of it but i just i don't know i hope all of this mess that we've talked about leads to some kind of positive change for the people who matter in this argument not fucking not the Bob Igers and David Zaslavs of the world, but the fucking little guy who's busting their ass, you know, not getting paid properly just so they can render frames for a movie or a TV show, not being able to see their fucking family, you know, writers who don't get to fucking have, get their bank, get their due, actors who don't get residuals, small time actors that are just struggling to make ends meet every week, not talking about your fucking... Brad Pitt's and Nicole Kidman's, but you're a little Hollywood guy. actors. Like, where are they on the picket line? It's because they'll be a distraction. Wow. And they don't want that. The that's snare. why. Yeah. That, that's why you get like the Rock, like outdoing everyone else is like tra- chucking in so much money. It's like, yeah, we we'll pay your rent for it for for the remainder of the thing because because yeah, we made it into something that's a livable wage. That's why we're doing it for the little guy. Exactly. It's the whole point of solidarity. So it's just, mm. I just really hope we start to see some some shifts. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's going to be, it feels like like a whole political movement, really. Cause like, you know, in terms of... Well, it's a, it's a labour movement. Yeah. But just in terms it, of like, it feels... It's hot labour summer. <laughs> it feels like, you know, the the kind of approach to changing in in ideas and temperaments with regards to like race and sexuality and all of that stuff like now it's like you know dealing with labor sort of shit of like okay we're gonna have to probably wait for these old white men to fucking die before we can see any real change 
going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, I don't think it's going to happen yet. Yeah, it's not going to happen now, but it may happen soon, and we just need to wait for those to kick the bucket as bad as it sounds but yeah by the end of it it's going to be like the biggest change ever yeah it's going to be like the it's going to be like the new deal like after after world war Two, where everything mm. needed to change and we needed to rebuild and re and and, and join join hands and solidarity with each other and actually pass through this is because we're being fucked over yeah. like a lot mm-hmm. and and like billionaires and millionaires it's like there shouldn't be a billionaire because if you're a billionaire, no. then obviously you fuck someone over or <laughs> a lot of people over and you are yeah. there and you think you're there because you're the smartest in the room. It's like, no, you are the fucking luckiest piece of shit ever. Yeah, basically. I, I often wonder how do these people get these jobs sometimes? I'm like, how do you get, how do you never make a movie and get to be a head of a company that distributes movies? And like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I probably, it's a big general section. Yeah, I probably just don't know how it works. But anyway, Fulia, do you have any other inputs <laughs> into this? Or are you just content listening to me and Mike rant and ramble? Yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay with what you've said because I, apart from what was said at the beginning of this, I've got nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't envy, envy the, uh, the modern consumer. I mean... They're just living their lives and they don't really see like behind the curtain like, like we do. It's, uh, I do envy the uh, the I do envy those people. It's like they live such happy the igno- lives. ignorance is bliss sort of. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. And yeah. I fucking, I fucking envy it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could turn my I wish I could turn my you know turn my turn my brain off like fully and then and that, but no I looked into that Pandora's box and now I'm fucking angry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's a double-edged sword, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I think I've ranted as much as I want to rant. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Unless you who guys... Who knows what we're going to talk about next week. But yeah, who knows? Who knows? Ho- hopefully something positive. We'll find something positive. Yeah. Um, and as I said before in this podcast, you know, we're probably not going to get anything new until, until the, uh, the start of 2025. So... <laughs> Get ready, people. Get ready yeah. to be bored. The Make long, the long, yeah. I think we're. Yeah. I think we'll have to become a rewatch podcast. Like we'll have to go back and. Oh yeah. And like watch old stuff and talk about old stuff. I think that might that might be something fun to do. Just anyway. Yeah. It won't be much of a rewatch for me if I am the one that doesn't watch as much as you two. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Well, there's a concept. Four years yeah, first we- time. <laughs> you know. four, four years first time with Fred. There we go. I was thinking more more lines with your like uh, suggestibles, like you know way back when we, where you two were doing your own podcast and you suggested like different things. Oh yeah, when we, oh the convincing we game. did the convincing game. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I like I like the convincing well game. you know we've already got a little convincing game thing. To see what happens next week. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be popcorn culture for next week. Did I make Folio watch Ted Lasso, and did she uh. like it? That's it the question. It was acceptable. It was acceptable. Yes. Hmm. Oh my gosh. 
All right. Well, on that note, I think it might be time to wrap up. Uh, that was yes. Popcorn Culture. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to us, watching us lose our shit over the soul-crushing company that is Disney. Um, <laughs> yeah, but- The jackboot of Disney. The Jack of Disney. Uh, before we go, I think Fulia has something she would like to mention. Oh. Yes. So uh, just this past weekend, uh, I was able to special guest in uh, someone else's podcast. Oh. Uh, so they are known as All N. So for all Nintendo, All N podcast. And uh, we had a little uh, discussion about another Disney property <laughs> called Disney Illusion Island, oh. uh, which is a video game that is exclusive to the Nintendo Switch at the moment. Uh, and we discussed our thoughts and feelings about the game itself and all the mechanics and the characters and the stories and stuff like that. So if you'd like to, if you'd like to listen to um, our thoughts on that and just anything uh in general that is nintendo related please go check out the awesome crew over at all n podcast um they're over on youtube and on any of your podcast streaming services if you'd like to go check them out uh and yeah i was special guesting in the most recent episode of uh of the all n podcasts and yeah it was a lot of fun nice really that's awesome yeah yeah did you plug us <laughs> that's okay that's all right we're an acquired taste i hope you i i, I hope I you plugged plug yourself me. yeah good plug yourself yeah yeah you're the streamer so give give yourself yeah. a good plug-in they are they are a uh, they are a video game related podcast so Makes yeah, sense. definitely go check them out and they're very wholesome a lot of fun to listen to um and, and they're american they're very good peoples um, Great. So yeah, go go say hi to them. Shout out <laughs> to the All In podcast. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, on that lovely note, uh, that's it. That's the show. Yes. We yeah. are out of here. And, and that, that was a podcast, was a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Yes, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. <laughs> Former X. X. Uh, if you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. If you'd like to watch Freddy Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash fresh. fresh <laughs> if you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien Productions, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're there right now, make sure to give us a like, subscribe to our channel, hit the bell icon to be notified of future content. And we also go live on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch. Yes, thank you, Fulia. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Cantana Majit. And I've been the man, the myth, the legend, the Michael Lister. Hey, Michael Lister. <laughs> and <laughs> you, you just, just experienced a podcast called Fred. Fred. Fred.
transition. Remember to eat beef. Ah, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the Doctor is in, and solidarity forever. We are union strong. Yeah. Hell yeah. Remember to look after yourself and your mental health. Mm. Yes, yes. Look after each other, please. Laters. Gators. Uh, 